Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. It's week two of our quick diversion from actual real estate investments to talk about real estate related investments. Something that comes out of the ground and has lots of value. Precious metals is our discussion today. And we've got a great guest on the Real Estate Guys radio program. If you love real estate and have always wanted to own your own business, listen up. The Real Estate Guys and their panel of experts want to teach you how to go full-time fast in the real estate syndication business. These next few years may go down in history as one of the best times ever to acquire investment real estate. There are deals everywhere if you know where to look and how to assemble the resources. The Secrets of Successful Syndication Seminar will show you how to make big money doing big deals from a team of experts that have syndicated projects totaling more than $1 billion. Don't wait for someone to give you a raise or create a job for you. Attend the secrets of successful syndication and learn how to build a team, raise capital, find deals, and make full-time money in six months or less. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. All the big players use syndication as a way to diversify risk, optimize profits, and earn big money. You can too. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. Memphis is famous for being the home of the king of rock and roll but it's also the king of cash flow. If you're looking for affordable cash flow properties, it's hard to beat Memphis. Get your portfolio rocking and more cash flowing your way by calling Terry Kerr at Mid-South Home Buyers. Terry's the king of turnkey properties. Contact Terry through the resource section at realestateguysradio.com. And be sure to order Terry's tips for turnkey rental property investing report. It's free. Just send your request to turnkey at realestateguysradio.com. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program, the gold standard of real estate shows. And uh, let's say hello to our co-host, financial strategist, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. Today, it is our second part of our series in real estate-related investments. We talked oil and gas with that Bob was a Burr slick last show, week. Yeah. <laughs> it was. And this week, this one's going to be golden, I know. It is precious metals. And before you tune out and think, what are the real estate guys talking about? I will We're tell chasing you, shiny objects. We are definitely a little bit chasing shiny objects, but this is critical to understand uh, investment in a different way. And I think maybe to start, Russ, why is it that us real estate guys have become interested in shiny metal? Well, it goes back to what happened in 2008, which we talked about a lot, right? Just being very ignorant of macroeconomics and not really understanding the way the financial markets worked. Thought I thought I understood it. I'm in the mortgage business, and a lot of people would talk about always watching the 10-year treasury uh, bond to make sure that they could see where interest rates were going. And I used to be able to tell where interest rates are going by looking at the stock market. And I began to realize that there were two emotions. There were greed and fear. And so, when the people were bullish on the stock market, money would come out of bonds and it would go into stocks. So the stocks would go green and the bonds would go lower bid, which meant yields went up. So rising stock market typically meant rising interest rates. So it just gave me a little bit of an edge in the mortgage business. I could see it coming. But what I didn't understand is when everything goes no bid, when people don't want stocks and they don't want bonds, where do they hide? Some people hide in cash, but that smaller time players, big players have to hide in something that's able to suck up a lot of wealth. And if you don't want to put it in bonds, 
Typically, you put it in gold. So central banks like the Federal Reserve and the People's Bank of China and other central banks around the world, they hold tons of gold. The United States allegedly has over 8,000 tons of gold as part of their reserves. It's it's part of what they put in their portfolio at, to balance out their portfolio. And so as we went through the 2008, we began to study the dollar and you could see what was going on. Just like I could see interest rates with the stock market and the bond market, I could understand the dollar better by understanding gold. So it's less interested in it as an investment, but really as an indicator, a canary in the coal mine, if you will, in terms of what's going on with the dollar. But then it opened up to even more things because then you started looking at how people were using it, as I just mentioned, and not just central banks, but wealth managers and sovereign funds and people that have lots of big research departments, have a lot of wealth they're trying to manage. And you look at the way they're using gold in their portfolio management. And you ask yourself, I wonder if I could apply some of that to what I'm doing in running my portfolio. Because when you understand counterparty risk and what goes on in the world with respect to paper, whether it's dollars, a relationship you have in the bank where you have a piece of paper that says the bank owes you some money, or whether you have a bond which says somebody owes you some money, at the end of the day, if that other party doesn't perform for whatever reason, you don't have anything. And our paper is no longer redeemable for anything that's real except for other goods. And when people don't want to take it for whatever reason, all of a sudden that's a problem. And so, so gold is a hedge, if you will, against a, a falling currency. It's also a way to diversify and park some wealth someplace where you could pivot into any currency anywhere you want because there's always a bid on gold. Now, sometimes the price of gold in dollars changes. And so it's like, think of it like an exchange rate, right? If I go to buy a bunch of euros because I don't feel good about the dollar and then the dollar goes down, then I've done well because the euro is worth more or it could happen the other way. So like international companies like McDonald's that go out and they earn their profits in a place like China, and then they have to take those profits they earned in local currency and convert it into dollars and bring it home, sometimes all their profit can be wiped out by a currency change, or sometimes the profits really get goosed because they're on the right end of it. So it's like you have to kind of think about currencies as a commodity. Gold balances all that out. So it takes away some of the currency risk, gives you the opportunity to have something outside of the system where you don't have to deal with counterparty risk. If you have it in your hand, nobody owes it to you, you have it. It's like having title to a piece of property. There's no claim on it at all. So that's that's why people are interested in gold. And then there's all kinds of different types of gold, how you hold the gold, because uh, there's physical, and then there are derivatives of gold. I'm a big fan of physical and not derivatives, but to each his own. And then there's bullion, which is just plain metal, and then numismatic, which are coins that have some collector's value. And that's like the difference between maybe wallpaper and a piece of art, right? Okay, they both cover the wall, but one has a premium attached to it, because allegedly beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So that's just kind of some of the basics as far as a real estate investor, why I'm interested in it. So that's kind of the big picture. Yeah. You know, I remember as a young child being very interested in coins. I know you were a coin collector and my grandfather used to give me silver dollars, yeah. which were actually made out of silver back then. And today those silver $1 coins still minted by the U.S. Mint 
are worth more in terms of dollars than the dollar that's printed on them. But I used to collect those and I just liked, you know, having different years and, and looking at the pictures and all that stuff. And then on the Investor Summit at Sea a few years back, we did the Cowboy Exchange, yep. which is a fun way to, to exchange value without any currency. So it makes you think about value in a different way. And uh, I ended up with 100 ounces of silver. Well, all of a sudden I started paying attention. I wasn't paying attention to the price of silver, but as soon as I had some, I started to pay attention to it. And that got us on kind of this, wow, look what's happening and why and looking behind that. And so the purpose of today's show is to not convince you whether or not you need to buy gold or silver or platinum or palladium or any of that. It's instead to make sure you understand how the business works, why you might want to be following it, and then see if it makes sense for you. And our guest knows a ton about it. We have the great uh, honor of speaking at the New Orleans Investment Conference every year, uh, founded by the uh, late, great uh, James Blanchard, who not only did Brian London, the now promoter of the New Orleans Investment Conference, work for, but our guest Dana Samuelson worked for Jim at a young age. And Brian and, and uh, Dana go way back. And when we ask Brian, where do you buy your gold and silver from, the guy who edits the gold newsletter, he points to Dana Samuels. Yeah, Dana's a great guy. Been in the business a long time, a professional. He's been through all the ups and downs. Straight shooter. Just a neat, neat guy. So we've really enjoyed our relationship with him. He's involved in both Bullion and the Numismatic. In fact, he was involved in the Numismatic organization. He was the president of the organization for a little while. And so, you know, we have that thing. Anytime anybody cares enough about an industry to actually go in and serve in an in industry, a trade association, that says a little bit about their commitment and their level of uh, understanding about the business. Because you have to get voted in to do that. Yeah. Big uh, shortcut to uh, look for folks like that. Anyway, we'll come back. You're going to meet our friend Dana Samuelson, and you're going to learn a lot about investing in precious metals on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. Hey, it's Robert Helms. Thanks so much for listening to the show today. I want to personally invite you to come see an amazing real estate market that combines excellent cash flow, offshore diversification, and what we affectionately call lifestyle investing. Come join me from February 8th to 11th in the beautiful country of Belize. The Real Estate Guys have been bringing investors to Belize for more than a dozen years now, and our discovery trip is designed to show you the market like nobody else can. Sure, Belize is breathtakingly beautiful, the people are wonderful, and wait till you taste the food. But the real opportunity is the real estate investment potential. 2017 was the biggest year in tourism Belize has ever witnessed, and it looks like 2018 will end up even stronger. How does that translate to real estate investment? That's what you have to come see. There's all types of opportunity in Belize when it comes to real estate investing, including both long and short-term rentals, commercial and retail triple net properties, business opportunities, land acquisition, development, agriculture, and more. And as the only country in Latin America with English as its official language, it's easy to understand the law. Property rights are strong and contracts are written in English. And in Ambergris Key, a unique situation exists where demand for rentals continues to outstrip supply creating a compelling environment for investors. So come see for yourself. Join me February 8th through 11th at Ambergris Key, Belize as we study the market, learn about the sustainable drivers, and tour lots of beautiful real estate. And like all of our field trips, there are no properties for sale during the weekend. Rather, you'll meet local providers that will help educate you about the market so that you can follow up with them after the trip if you decide the market's interesting to you. 
You'll receive their contact details, but they won't receive yours unless you give it to them. You've heard about Believes in the Real Estate Guys for all these years. Now come see what all the excitement is about. Plus, we'll have lots of time over meals and activities to talk all things real estate. To get the details, go to the website at realestateguysradio.com and click on events where you'll find the Belize Discovery Trips. Once you register, you'll get information about our group hotel rate as well as travel details. So join me in Belize, February 8th through 11th. It's a beautiful country with lots of amazing possibilities and the only thing missing is you. Go to realestateguysradio.com under events and I look forward to seeing you in beautiful Belize. Hey, this is Phil Cullen of Def Leppard and Delta Deep, and I'm with the Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program, heard every week on this fine radio station all the time at realestateguysradio.com. We're in New Orleans, Louisiana, for the 44th annual New Orleans Investment Conference, and uh, this is a conference that is based uh, all around the resources and really has its origins in uh, gold and the precious metals, and that's why we're talking about that today, and we'd like to welcome to the program our very good friend, Mr. Dana Samuelson. How are you? Great, great, Robert. Uh, it's wonderful to be here with you. Thanks for having me on. Well, absolutely, and you have some history and legacy when it comes to this conference, don't you? Yes, sir. I uh, got my first real job in the precious metals business working for Jim Blanchard in 1983. And the first investment conference that I did was from the inside, working for the show uh, back then. And I supported Brian London, who's taken the conference over in 1999 for the last 20 years, been well, last 19 years, been here. And uh, I always love coming to New Orleans and having a little a little good food, but mostly to see the people that I know here and love, and uh, it's a great show. Brian runs a great show, and I'm glad to be back here. It's glad to have you here. Yes, indeed. Our sixth year at the conference, uh, we met you at the conference, and then uh, a couple years ago, you joined us for the Investor Summit, and you came back this year, and you're coming back next year, and that's been really great getting to know you. And one of the, the things, well, I guess we should cover kind of what you do, and that is that you're a dealer of precious metals. So, so talk about kind of the range of things that you do, and then we'll come back and talk big picture about the metals. Okay, I'm a physical precious metals dealer. We have a national mail order business and we buy and sell uh, modern bullion coins made at the U.S. Mint, the Canadian Mint, Australian Mint. Uh, I'm also a classic U.S. gold and European gold coin expert and I do a fairly large volume of older pre-1933 U.S. gold coins, primarily $10 and $20 gold coins that were actually currency back in the day right. that survive today in various degrees of condition, uncirculated or slightly used, and older European gold coins that were minted for the same reason. Excellent. We'll talk about some of those when it comes to investment before we're done. But I guess big picture is it's an investment conference. But as Russell and I talked before, you know, gold isn't necessarily an investment in the classic sense in that it doesn't provide a return. But talk about the idea behind investing in precious metals and why it makes sense. Well, in a world full of fiat money and uh, today enormous debt, gold is a good insurance policy for the rest of your money. Yeah. And if you have five to 10% of your assets in gold, uh, physical precious metals, you have an excellent insurance policy for uh, the rest of your investment portfolio. And if paper assets are going up, gold the gold price can go down a little bit. But if paper assets are not doing well, gold can do well in an environment uh, as an alternative investment. And it proved itself perfectly during the financial crisis when gold went from about 800 to $1,900 an ounce when everything else was not doing very well at all. So. It is an interesting barometer and it's not an exact match all the time, but you can tell that people 
I would say, go to gold. I wouldn't say flee to gold, but they go to gold as kind of this safe, proven years and years and years, real money investment when everything is uncertain. When things are good, well, maybe people sell their gold to take advantage of other opportunities. And I know as a dealer, you definitely have people that buy and sell the metals. And then there's a group of people that just think I'm going to stack it up and I'm just going to add to my portfolio. Talk about those two approaches to investing in the metals. Well, from a collecting or accumulating standpoint, we have a lot of people that just like to own gold for the fact that it holds its purchasing power. Right. What they'll do is they'll just accumulate on a steady basis a little bit of gold or silver, platinum and palladium too, on a regular basis and just keep adding it to their position. Uh, some people are true investors where they like to pick a, a market that they think is cheap and then buy into it. So, for example, uh, we've just had a, a, a nice dip in the gold price because the U.S. stock market uh, has been doing well and the U.S. economy primarily has been turned in a couple of good quarters. So the gold price dropped a little bit. So we've had some dip buying and silver is actually very cheap right now, too as measured by the gold to silver ratio. So investors like to buy the dips and sell the highs. And sometimes we see arbitrage from one metal to the other as one is stronger or weaker relative to the other. Well, let's talk about the uh, ratio that you brought up, because this is a metric that metals investors look at, and that is the difference between gold and silver. And before we talk about the ratio, um, they have different uses. There's historic uses of gold as money. There's historic uses of both gold and silver for jewelry. There's a lot of industrial uses of silver and even gold. Talk about some of the ways that the metals get used other than locking them in a vault as a hedge. Well, gold uh, is used in a and some electronics. Most people don't realize that writable DVRs have a little bit of gold in them and electronics, of course, as I mentioned. Gold also more is a portable wealth. You can hold about 100 ounces of gold in your hand. It doesn't take up very much space and today's market value of that is about $125,000, right. excuse me. And uh, silver, though, is bulkier. So to hold the same amount of silver in your hand, you need a wheelbarrow for, for basically. Silver is more of a commodity than uh, gold is. So silver is tied to economic activity as it is to investing or catching a fear bid. Gold tends to catch a little bit stronger fear bid in the world today because it is so condensed in size and portable. Dense value. And uh, a lot of the panelists this weekend uh, have some predictions about where the pricing may go. We'll talk about that before we're done. But let's talk about this ratio, the difference between, I guess, the relationship between what the price of gold is and the price of silver is at any time. Right. So to establish the gold to silver ratio, all you do is divide the gold price by the silver price. Now, for generations and actually thousands of years, that ratio was 20 to 1. And that was the ratio uh, for currency when it was established as real money, when gold coins and silver coins for actual currency. 20 ounces of silver is the same in value as one ounce of gold. Correct, correct. In the modern world where we are today, the ratio tends to be between about 60 and 80 to 1. And anything over 80 to 1, silver is cheap relative to gold. And anything below 60 to 1, Gold is cheap relative to silver. Yeah. Uh, we've just recently hit 85 to 1 on the ratio, which means silver is being overlooked quite a bit compared to gold. And this is primarily due because economic activity in China is down, economic activity in Europe is down, so they're not quite uh, using as much silver as they might normally. 
if people want to buy a hedge against inflation, gold is a bit better hedge. So that's why the ratio was so high. Some investors like it, the fact that silver is so cheap relative to gold. So they, they look at this ratio, and when it gets over 80, it's very attractive for silver buyers. Yeah, and so there's lots of things to look at when it comes to the metals. And, you know, there's the theory and the ideas, and some people think it's yesterday's news, and some people think it's the greatest store of wealth. We're going to set aside all that for the time we have because I really want to focus on how someone who is uh, maybe new to the metals can actually invest. And one of the things I really appreciate about you, Dana, is the way that you educate people about the different coins, the different styles, the different ways we can own gold or participate in it. And at this conference, we have a few dealers like yourself, but we have even more people that are earlier in the stage of that, in the mining stage, in the exploration stage, and pulling gold and silver out of the ground and so forth. So a lot of different ways to invest. Uh, but when it comes to the actual physical metals. Kind of take us through the different ways from bullion to the minted coins to kind of the specialty coins that you you deal with. Gold has to be manufactured by someone to and has to have integrity for purity and weight for it to be a viable product. And there used to be bar manufacturers back in the 70s and early 80s, but mints around the world have taken up the, the gauntlet and have basically supplanted bar manufacturers for most of the volume we do. There are some products that have certain tax advantages over others, and that's just the way the law is written today. It could change in the future, but for U.S. taxpayers, it's been in place for 32 years. Uh, the U.S. Mint has been in the process of making one ounce, half ounce, quarter ounce, and tenth ounce gold eagles since 1986. And uh, these are not on the IRS's list of items that we have to report when we buy from the public, like a, you would sell a stock to a broker on a 1099B. So most of our U.S. citizens who are taxpayers like to buy and sell the one-ounce gold eagles from the U.S. for this reason. Now, you can also buy Canadian one-ounce gold or silver eagles. They're very popular. Uh, these two products, I call them vanilla and chocolate because they're the most popular of all. We do our biggest volume in gold eagles and Canadian gold maple leaves, but yeah. you can buy Australian gold coins. You can buy Austrian gold coins, British gold coins, Chinese gold coins. But we stick with the, what I call bread and butter products, mainstream products that most people here are going to be interested in for competitive pricing and reliability of product. And these coins you're mentioning are minted by government mints, not by private mints. And so there's kind of an inherent understanding about the long-term viability, value, purity, etc. And then we see the rounds, sometimes they're called, that are coins that are minted but not by a government, by a private mint of some kind. Uh, can you speak to that kind of gold and silver? Yes, there are private mints. Uh, there's a couple here in the United States and there's others that that make what we call generic one ounce rounds primarily in silver. Uh, these are one ounce of pure silver, 0.999 fine. They just have different pictures on them. They can't say $50 you know, or USA on them because they're not made by the US Mint or $1, $5 for that reason, for that matter. So these are uh, viable products also. They tend to trade at a slightly lower price structure because you're not paying a sovereign mint for a minting fee. Uh, and they're readily available in the marketplace. Uh, so we, we do a, a small volume in those, but they're out there. 
Yeah. And I think one of the things to consider is your reason for being interested in the metal. So in my simple mind, there's kind of two sides. One is the one we've talked about, hedge, insurance, preservation of wealth. It's got a storied history, etc. But then there are folks who believe that if there was to be some sort of devastating economic crisis or they had to flee in the middle of the night somewhere or the dollar was so low, it wouldn't have been any value to anybody, then maybe you would be able to trade, barter, pay for services and we would see metals become money again. And for that way of thinking, you might make different choices, right? So how many of your customers think that way? Well, it's a small percentage, but there's still uh, people that want to have a viable alternative if there is a problem with paper money. Yeah. Most people like to have a product that says on it what it is. One ounce of pure gold, quarter ounce of pure gold, one ounce of pure silver. We also do a fair volume in old in silver, in old U.S. dimes, quarters and half dollars, we call it junk, 90% silver. These are the coins, same coins you have in your pocket, only they're minted 1964 and earlier. And they're actually 90% silver by weight when the U.S. was still making silver coins. We don't have to pay anybody to make these coins. They're already made. So there's no minting fee, but you have to be able to buy them in the marketplace. And they are getting a little bit scarcer in supply as time passes. Gresham's Law states that uh, bad money drives good money out of circulation. And uh, through hoarding and uh, some melting over the years, these coins have become a little bit scarcer. So the premium or the price that you pay is not as constant. It can wax and wane a bit through supply and demand. Like, for example, premiums on junk 90% silver a couple months ago got very low very low and then the silver price dropped a dollar and a half an ounce and there was a buying wave and the premiums popped up yeah because the way that gold gets traded is what you call a spot price nobody actually pays that so the premium is what it takes to get gold into your pocket talk about how that works on the buy and the sell side well the u.s mint the canadian mint they don't make these things for free they right. have to make a blank that's perfect for weight and purity, then they have to strike it with dyes. The dyes are expensive to make. They're shipping and handling. So the U.S. Mint charges dealers like me 3.5% over the gold price to buy one ounce gold eagles. So I sell them for 4 to 45 to 5% over the gold price. Which is how you make your margin as a businessman. Right. So it's a small margin, but it's that's the, com that's the competitive rate in the nation. If we're not competitive, we're not going to do business. Right. Okay. And our bid price is usually for gold eagles, the spot price plus 1%. So the net spread to a, a, a volume buyer would be 3.5%. Yeah. And that's the amount the gold has to go up for you to break even on your investment. Now, the Canadian men is a little bit more efficient. So they charge us 2.5% over the gold price, and we sell ours for 3 to 3 4% over, and we buy them at spot price. Same ounce of gold, 1% lower pricing structure, just because the Canadian Mint's a little bit more efficient. That's all there is to it. Now, even though these coins are minted by different either private or government mints, an ounce of gold is an ounce of gold. That's one of the interesting things about it. You know, in real estate, every house is different. Every location, every school district, everything's different. But with gold and silver, there the differences don't have to do with the underlying metal, mostly. There are some differences between just how pure gold is between some coins and so forth. But in general, if I'm buying American Eagle, say, and I'm I'm collecting those over time, then I'm, I'm pretty, I, I know what my product is. But the other side of the business is the coins you spoke about earlier that are older coins and, and uh, what we might call numismatic. Talk about what that means. That's kind of a big word that has a, a meaning in your business. Well, numismatic simply means collector, collector value. So there are a lot of coins that were minted for currency 
back up until the 1930s when the U.S. went off the gold standard as far as a currency standard. Yep. Uh, we quit minting U.S. gold coins in 1933. That's when Roosevelt called the gold in and there was a gold confiscation. And we could not own gold as private citizens for a long period of time until Mr. Blanchard helped change all that. Right, until 1974 when Jim Blanchard, the founder of this great conference, helped to re-legalize gold ownership. Yeah. Well, uh, back in the 30s when there was a financial crisis similar to one we've just gone through, governments like France and Russia didn't want payment in paper. They wanted payment in gold. So a lot of older $20 gold coins, $10 gold coins went over to Europe in the form of country to country or payments. Ironically, a lot of our old classic U.S. gold coins from that era have originated coming back from Europe. Okay. So a couple of my colleagues who I've known for years, their business model has been they go over to Europe, buy coins from banks or private individuals and bring them back over here to repatriate them into the U.S. market. Yeah. So these coins are uh, were minted when gold was $20.67 an ounce. It was fixed from 1850 to 1933. So the $20 gold coin has exactly $20 worth of gold in it, which means it's a slightly less than an ounce, 0.9675 yeah. ounces. And there's a couple of different designs. The $20 Liberty was minted 1850 to 1907, then Theodore Roosevelt, said we need a new picture on the coin. So he changed the design. The most famous sculptor in the world created the St. Gaudens $20 gold piece, which is arguably one of the most beautiful coins ever minted. And those were minted until 1933. So these coins are not rare for the most part, but they're scarce. So uh, we know that in, for example, in choice uncirculated condition, there's about 300,000 $20 liberties that survive. And we know that there is about 600,000 $20 St. Gaudens that survive today. And this is really not very many coins in the great scheme of things, and only a fraction of these are on the national market at any given time. So these coins have a collector premium over their gold content uh, that waxes and wanes as supply and demand comes into the market. So this is a way for you to own private gold. It's not modern minted gold but it's older gold that uh, has that same almost an ounce content, but you can actually have a little bit more investment potential if the premiums are low, which they actually are today. During 2009, when the U.S. Mint and the Canadian Mint could not keep up with physical demand in their production facility, they ran out of gold to sell. So premiums on these 20s you know, spiked 20, 30% in a couple of months when they were the only things people could get their hands on. And that's the kind of supply and demand extreme, but it happens on occasion. So and every year the government mints continue to mint gold and silver coins, but they're not minting these coins from before <laughs> 1930s. So you would imagine over time there'd be fewer of them. So that's just another way to play the investment. We're talking with Daniel Samuelson about gold and silver, the precious metals. More when we come back. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Live nationwide, you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. All aboard. Registration is now open for The Real Estate Guys 17th Annual Investors Summit. Imagine spending nine days with like-minded investors, world-class educators, and real-world professionals. Returning in 2019 are sales legend Tom Hopkins, international developer Beth Clifford, authors of Prosper, Chris Martinson and Adam Taggart, and the author of The Creature from Jekyll Island, G. Edward Griffin. 
Also back is the editor of the Gold Newsletter, Brian London, and Jim Rohn's 18-year business partner, Kyle Wilson. And joining us live and in person for his seventh investor summit in a row, Peter Schiff. Plus, lots more to be announced. It all begins March 15th, 2019 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Visit realestateguysradio.com and click the tab that says Summit to learn more and reserve your spot. This transformational week is like no conference you've ever attended. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click Summit and make plans to spend a week with the Real Estate Guys and an all-star faculty on the 17th Annual Investors Summit at Sea. This portion of the Real Estate Guys radio program is brought to you by International Coffee Farms, where you can own a parcel of land in your very own specialty coffee farm in Panama for as little as $15,000. Here's how it works. Deeded half-acre parcels entitled Specialty Coffee Farms in Boquete, Panama are turnkey managed professionally on your behalf by a team of local experts. Sustainable average income is estimated at 12% and cash flow can begin within 12 to 15 months from the date of your parcel ownership. International Coffee Farms' mission is to own and operate specialty coffee farms that are economically, environmentally, and socially sustainable. As part of this mission, 20% of the gross profits of each farm is committed to a socially sustainable fund to improve the lives of the Panamanian coffee farm workers and their families. International Coffee Farms currently owns and operates nine specialty coffee farms with half-acre parcels available for immediate ownership. To find out how you can become a coffee farm owner in Paquete, Panama, email coffee at realestateguysradio.com. That's coffee at realestateguysradio.com. Hello, this is Dave Leninger, co-founder of Remax International. You're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks so much for tuning into the show today. If you lack clarity in any area of your life, it's time to make plans to be at Create Your Future, the 2019 Goals Retreat. It's the most amazing weekend of the year, and it happens in early January. All the details on our website at realestateguysradio.com under events. We're talking about precious metals for real estate investors today. Before we get back to our conversation with Dana Samuelson, it's time to play Real Estate Trivia, your chance to win a prize by knowing today's real estate trivia question, which, of course, has something to do with our topic. When you hear the question and think you know the answers, send us your best guess to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. You'll want to include your name, the answer to the question, so we know if you're a contender, and your mailing address, because if you're the winner, we're going to send you Second Chance by Robert Kiyosaki, an awesome book and not one of his better known books, but uh, that could be yours if you know today's real estate trivia question. Last week, we had Bob Burr on the show talking about oil and gas, and we asked this, which country produces the most oil? And this was for 2017 because it changes every year. Well, in 2017, the most oil was produced by the United States of America. USA wow. was number one, followed by Saudi Arabia, number two, Russia, number three, China, number four, and Canada, number five. And again, that changes. Russia was on the top of the heap for a long time. There was a time not that long ago that Saudi Arabia was. So it's, uh, it's a lot closer than this week's question, which is, which country produces the most gold? So of all the countries out there that actually produce gold, we say produce gold, they pull it out of the ground and produce it and refine it. Who produces the most gold? Which country is it? If you think you know or just want to take a guess, send your best guess to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name and your mailing address and the answer to the question. The first person that gets it right gets a copy of Second Chance by Robert Kiyosaki. 
That's today's real estate trivia question. We're in New Orleans, Louisiana with our good friend Dana Samuelson. And uh, Dana's been great uh, so far learning a little bit about the metals. And of course, people are like, well, why is a real estate show talking about that? Well, gold and silver and precious metals can certainly occupy a place in any portfolio. And uh, what we like about it is it's a tangible, real asset, like real estate, a hard asset. Now, one of the most unique things about investing in the metals has to do with counterparty risk. Can you speak to that? Yes. Well, gold is uh, the currency of last resort. It's also uh, one of the only financial assets that isn't simultaneously someone else's liability. Right. Like the promise of a paper currency or uh, the performance of a company, a stock, underlying stock. Uh, so gold has been money forever. That's why it is the currency of last resort. There's no government guarantee behind it. And with the way the supply and demand is going in the world, there's a lot of buying in China, there's buying in Russia. You know, we, we see gold as a way to uh, hedge, like we said earlier, you know, your other investments and have portable tangible wealth. Now, at the conference here, we're hearing about all kinds of metals, industrial metals and cobalt and steel and so forth. And we talk about the precious metals. And you mentioned earlier platinum and palladium. Can you speak quickly about kind of the role that those metals might play? They're not as popular or you don't see them traded as much, but can you speak to those? Well, platinum and palladium are sister metals to gold and silver. They are the four precious metals. Yep. Platinum and palladium have a lot of industrial uses, but they're much scarcer than gold. It's Platinum is about 10 times scarcer than gold in the ground, and palladium is 5 to 10 times scarcer than platinum. Platinum has been used in diesel catalytic converters, and it is suffering right now in price as a result of the VW scandal a couple of years ago. You can see that uh, on a chart, if you look, you can see that the platinum price started to go down within months of the VW scandal erupting. Contrarily, palladium is used in automobile, gas automobile catalytic converters. And it has been rock solid over the last couple of years. Three years ago, palladium was about a little under $500 an ounce. And right now it's almost $1,100 an ounce. And this chart on that is real steady. And that's because it's, it's scarce and it's needed in one of the most important uh, production vehicles there are cars. Right. Absolutely. All right. Good stuff. Now, I know at this conference, you've got lots of folks. In fact, I saw quite a few of the headline speakers at your booth who regularly do business with you and then people that have never invested before. So let's take it from that angle. A couple you were just talking to and and they're like, well, how do we get involved with this stuff? What are some of your tips for someone who's never owned an ounce of a metal before? Where do they get started? First of all, find a reputable long-term dealer. That's the best way to help yourself. Yeah. You know, I've been in the business for 38 years. I started my own company, American Gold Exchange, 20 years ago now. And we've enjoyed a lot of success because we have transparent pricing. Uh, We do what we say and we say what we do. We're uh, guaranteeing what we sell and we buy back what we sell. Well, the promoter of this event and Brian London is also the editor of Gold Newsletter, points to you and uses you. So that's a huge endorsement. And I know we've had a lot of folks who are just thrilled with the way that you approach business and all that. Uh, But I think it does bring up another point, not to be self-serving about that, but the place probably not to buy gold coins is is eBay. Well, uh, yes, for the novices, absolutely. There's, uh, There's been some spurious product that's been coming in out of Asia through eBay. 
There's been a, a, a minor but growing problem with some counterfeit bars and even counterfeit coins. Now, I'm a professional. I know what these things are supposed to look like. And I can tell a counterfeit from a mile away, but the, the novice on the street can't. That's right. why I say you should do business with a reputable, long-standing dealer. Yep. And stick with mainstream products like we discussed earlier. American Gold Eagles, Canadian Gold Maple Leafs. I do about 98% of my bulk volume business in those two gold products. Same thing in silver, silver eagles and silver maple leaves. These are beautiful, intricately designed coins struck with precise dyes, and it's very hard to get them to look right if they're counterfeited. Right. Okay? It's not a big problem, it's a little problem, but it ends up to be real money. So the biggest problem we're seeing are in smaller bars because it's easier to make a bar look like a real bar when it's actually maybe tungsten with a little bit of gold plating on it. But of course you have the uh, ability and expertise and tools to test that kind of stuff. But for someone who is new, so we will assume they found a reputable dealer, how does it make sense to approach it? I mean, people probably don't think about things like storing it and accumulating it and the fact that it's heavy and traveling uh, through the airport with it and just those kinds of things. Well, gold is, is pretty compact. So storing it is, is a lot easier in some ways than storing silver, which can become quite voluminous if you're owning similar dollar amounts of the two. Right. So uh, used to be you should put gold and silver in your safe deposit box, but some bank charters are writing those uh, writing coins out of their safe deposit box charters. So that's not good for some homeowners. So you can get a safe in your home. There are some storage facilities around the country that are reputable and good. There's one in Delaware. There's one in Las Vegas that we recommend. Most of these are for people that have higher volumes of metals in dollar amounts because there are fees involved, storage fees. But this is some place that you can store your metals. Now let's just talk for a minute about folks that get to that kind of next level and they're saying, well, I've got a lot of physical metal and it's, it's at my house in my safe and, and I'm good there like my rainy day fund. People start to look at some of these off storage places, maybe storage in multiple countries, just to diversify a little more. Um, how do you keep track of all that stuff? Well, uh, we recommend a company uh, in Las Vegas called Trans Depository Services that is run by precious metals professionals. This is a niche business for them. Their fees are, are good. Uh, they're, they're not egregious where some private places can be, and they have multiple locations around the world. But these are, for, these are for people that have a higher dollar value. There are Patriot Act requirements in some instances because it's money moving outside, in and out of the country. Uh, but TDS is a good firm for, for that kind of a situation. All right, good stuff. Well, there is a lot to know. Uh, before we let you get out of here, one of the things we love to always ask is, uh, knowing what you now know, right, <laughs> um, that kind of thing, what are some of the mistakes that you see investors make when it comes to the precious metals? First of all, do business with a reputable dealer. Comparison shop, okay? We don't mind comparison shopping. We're very competitive. Yeah. Be careful of dealers that are a little pushy that have a, a special, if you don't buy it now, you know, it's gonna be gone or the price will be up tomorrow. That's just not the way you should buy. You know, think about what you wanna do. The most important thing is think about what you're trying to do, what your goals are, what are, is the reason for you owning the metals. Then find a dealer that can help you walk through what the different options are for you as far as product, well, where you're gonna store it, what your escape plan might be down the road who you trust based on how they help you, 
Now, we're a consultative business. We've built our business up helping people help themselves, and that works very well for us. So just use your own common sense. You know, they say that you're your own best doctor sometimes. Right. Yeah, so and a, lot of, a lot of people that are interested in precious metals, you know, very intelligent people. You know, just use your own common sense to pick your dealer. But it's actually pretty good if you find a good dealer and you stick with them. Because the more business you do with someone, the more readily they're going to help you, especially in times of need. Right. Right? Yeah, good, good stuff. All right, uh, Dana's put together uh, some information on how to get started in uh, gold and silver investing. I'll tell you how you can get that after the break. But I wanted to draw attention to a really cool thing you put together that before I'd even met you, Brian London told me about this. And it is the coolest display of inflation. And so I ended up getting a couple of these. I gave my dad one for Christmas. I gave Russ Gray one because what do you get the guys that have everything? And uh, this is a really neat thing. I don't, you still have these available. Yeah. So I, my first job in the business, I was, we were buying a lot of bulk silver out of Mexico. Yeah. And I handled a lot of Mexican silver coins that were minted in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. They were going into the melting pot. My first job was working in a vault in Houston in 1981 when the silver price was still $30 an ounce. Yeah. So I noticed that there was, in 1947, there was a five peso silver coin that Mexico made. And then yeah. in 1955, there was a 10 peso silver coin that Mexico made. And then in 1968, there was a 25 peso silver coin. And then in 1977, it was a 100 peso silver coin. So they're all about the same size, a little slightly different. About the same amount of silver, silver. in each, but right. the more time goes by. Over a 30 year period, they went from five to 10 to 25 to 100 pesos, up 20 times in face value for the the same size silver coin. It's the only country that I know of in the world that had this variation of currency value basis metal value. And I said, you know what, let's have a little fun. Let's make some sets up that have each of these four coins in it that explain what it is. And we call it the Mexico inflation set. And uh, they come in a nice little 10 by, what are they, 8 by 10 plaque with, yep. a, with a frame and mounted under glass and they look good. They do. It's a great conversation piece. It really is buying metals. So there's the underlying metal there. These aren't coins that trade at a super high uh, premium. And uh, I just think it's a really, really cool thing. In fact, I remember we had Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, he was here this year and, and last year. He came by and ended up buying a bunch of those for all the Rich Dad advisors. Right. I talked to Robert about that and he's like, this is a great educational tool. I want to give these to my advisors. And Robert actually reminded me of a valuable lesson for me that I'm a teacher too and I need to help people understand this so that's my mission and now going forward for the rest of my career is to help people uh, like a lot of your real estate listeners who don't know that want to get involved how do we help them how do we teach them what's right and what's wrong so that's my mission and Robert Kiyosaki helped to remind me of that when I showed him my Mexico inflation set and said you know Robert people don't get this he says oh Dana it's just education. You need to teach them. I said, thank you very much, Robert. <laughs> well, the two of you, Robert Kiyosaki and yourself, will be at the 17th Annual Investor Summit at Sea coming up. That's a great way to spend some time with Dana. And uh, one of the things you do every night at dinner is uh, you bring a little show and tell to the folks at your table. Tell us about that. Well, I, Robert said, as part of the educational thing, you ought to bring a little book of coins with you. And I said, okay, that's a good idea. So I bring a couple of examples of the different products so people can actually see and hold each of the mainstream items that we deal in, the gold eagles, the silver eagles, maple leaves, 
platinum and palladium, some of the older classic US $20 and $10 gold coins, a little bit of the junk 90% silver dimes and quarters that we mentioned. These are all the bread and butter mainstream items, but a lot of people have never even seen one of these things. So it's an eye opener and it's always a conversation starter. And uh, it's, a, it's, it's fun for me. I just like helping people understand what's what and how the pricing is structured. You know, what might be best for them. Yeah, we've had great feedback on it, so good stuff. Uh, well, we appreciate uh, your wisdom and your time today. Thanks for filling us in. My pleasure, Robert. It's an honor to be here with you. There's Dana Samuelson from American Gold Exchange. We'll tell you how you can get uh, in touch with Dana and uh, access some of the stuff we've talked about, plus a guide to getting involved in the metals, if that makes sense to you when we come back. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Real estate investment advice right in your mailbox. Sign up for the free Real Estate Guys newsletter at realestateguysradio.com. Are you achieving everything you want in life? What if there was a time-tested way for you to get everything you've ever dreamed of? The most successful people in life set goals and keep themselves accountable for their achievement. But how? The good news is that it's not rocket science. You too can learn the skills and unleash the motivation that will create success in your life. And now is the time. Hi, this is Robert Helms, and I'd like to personally invite you to attend Create Your Future, the 2019 Goals Retreat, January 18th to 20th in beautiful Lake Las Vegas, Nevada. This unique weekend event has been called phenomenal, inspirational, and life-changing by the hundreds of people that have attended. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com under events or call 888-489-7723, extension 18. Get your life back on track, physically, spiritually, and financially. Attend the 2019 Goals Retreat on the third weekend of the new year. Click events at realestateguysradio.com to register. This is no dress rehearsal. Live the life you were meant to. Visit realestateguysradio.com or call 888-489-7723, extension 18, today. Hi, this is Patrick Donahoe, CEO of Paradigm Life. Wall Street and banks spend billions of dollars per year in advertising with the goal to convince you that they are the solution. But take a look around. None of their advice has worked. If you're listening to this, odds are pretty good that you're already a real estate investor or at least becoming one. So why do you do it? Is it to hedge inflation, the tax benefits, or maybe it's to get your money away from Wall Street? It's because of these benefits and so many more that I created the Real Estate Investor's Guide to the Perpetual Wealth Strategy. When you combine successful real estate investing with the Perpetual Wealth Strategy, you have the recipe for what has helped the wealthy to establish their financial well-being for decades. You can download the Real Estate Investor's Guide to the Perpetual Wealth Strategy today by clicking the Resources tab on the Real Estate Guys Radio homepage. Don't wait. Go download it now. Hi, this is Donald Trump, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning into the show. It's not too early to start thinking about coming out to the secrets of successful syndication. It happens in February in Dallas, Texas. If you've ever wanted to do bigger deals using other people's money, if you could do more real estate transactions, if you just had more capital, then come on out and check it out. It's a two-day event with amazing faculty and even more amazing attendees. You're going to love the people you meet, and most of them we don't know yet. That just happens every time we do this event, but they're always awesome. All the details on our website at realestateguysradio.com under events. 
my goodness, what an amazingly wonderful, helpful, and knowledgeable guy Dana Samuelson is. Yeah, Dana's a good, good man. So uh, we really enjoyed our relationship and continue to enjoy our relationship. He's become a regular at the Summit at Sea. So we yeah. see, see each other at least twice a year because we see him at the New Orleans Investment Conference and then again on the Investor Summit at Sea. And people love him because he's patient. He will explain things. He's extremely knowledgeable. I think the one thing that I have to say, because I, I've approached metal and precious metals and gold from a very different perspective. You know, a lot of people, even people in the gold community, think of gold as a trading vehicle. They want to buy low, sell high. Yeah. And, you know, if you're a real estate investor, unless you're a flipper, you don't think that way. You think about acquiring streams of cash flow and you think to yourself, why would I ever want to take a bunch of equity, if you will, or purchasing power and then plunk it into gold and have it just sit there? You know, Warren Buffett is famous for saying that it's the dumbest investment ever because it just it just is a rock and it just sits there. Literally, it doesn't provide cash flow. It doesn't have any tax benefits. It just sits there. Well, it puts you, as we mentioned at the top of the show, firmly outside the banking system and the counterparty risk that's inherent there. So that's one reason to do it. It also diversifies you in terms of currencies because you can pivot into any currency, but it is really just a place to store liquidity. And if you understand that, think about it this way, think of it as equity. If you have equity in a property and you have any debt on that property, that equity is at risk. Yep. If you could get that equity out and convert it or some of it into gold and park it away from the property, as long as you took a portion of that, and we teach this all the time, we covered this at the Future of Money and Wealth, as long as you got a plan for the cash flow so that you can make sure you can make the payment on the debt that you use to extract the equity, you get to keep the property and all the upside and all the tax benefits, and you can separate the equity and convert it into gold where you have no counterparty risk. It's not part of a public database. Nobody has to know you have it or where it is. So there's reasons why people like to use precious metals. It's, you know, it's transportable. I can walk across a border with it, you know, and it's, I can carry it around and I can wear it as jewelry. So there are ways for you to, to move your wealth around using gold. And you, you mentioned Robert about being a child and, and your, and your grandfather giving you. So I give my grandkids silver dollars from time to time. And for the same reason, I grew up as a coin collector and I saw the, I saw the precious metal come out of the coins. You know, I was old enough to remember that. You know, one day they were silver and the next day they were zinc-plated copper. Right. And if you look at the metal value, the metal value on those coins is very, very different today. One held its purchasing power and one didn't. So these are the reasons why uh, precious metals should be interesting to all investors, especially real estate investors. Good, good stuff. So definitely make plans to come on the Investor Summit and uh, meet Dana Samuelson. But you don't have to wait until the summit to start learning about precious metals from Dana, all you have to do is send an email to preciousmetals at realestateguysradio.com. Preciousmetals at realestateguysradio.com, as you heard. Uh, does a lot of gold and silver, but also talked about platinum and palladium. And he's put together some great information for you. And you can get his contact details as well. So that wraps up our a couple of weeks diversion. Talking about oil, gas, gold, silver. Next week, we're going to get right back into the heart of real estate and talk wholesaling with an absolutely great guest. Big thanks to Dana Samuelson for sharing his information with us today. Until next week, go out and make some equity happen. Hi, this is Robert Kiyosaki, and I'm very excited about the next Real Estate Guys Summit at Sea Cruise. And I worked with Robert and his dad and Russell for how many years? 20-something years. 
been friends all this time. We've always worked together. But coming up with something I've never ever talked about, and it's a concept called an infinite return. And once you understand an infinite return, it means you'll never need money. I'm going to have Tom Wheelwright, my accountant, because you have to have an accountant to do it. But it's probably one of the more sophisticated investment philosophies or strategies. It's something I've used since I've been 27 years old. And once you understand an infinite return, you'll never need money again. You don't have to pay taxes again. And you can never, ever say again, I can't afford it. So I look forward to seeing you on the Real Estate Guys Infinite Return Cruise this March. Thank you. This episode of the Real Estate Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Paradigm Life. Powerful cash management strategies using life insurance. Learn more at BeYourBank.com. Mid-South Home Buyers, low-cost, turnkey cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Corporate Direct, asset protection strategies for real estate investors from attorney and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton. Find these and other great companies under the Resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. To learn how you can expose your product or service to the Real Estate Guys audience, call 888-489-7723, extension 4. That's 888-489-7723, extension 4. Or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Real Estate Guys Radio Show.